Yeah, this this is this is. Nedbank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler. Uh, and that's why I was always big in savings since I was very, very young. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by Nedbank. I am Vumi Msueli, your host, and I am so excited to have a dear friend of mine. She is the president of AWCA. She's a fund manager. She is Mail and Guardian Top 200, Most Influential Young South Africans of 2019. She's been an Albos finalist. She is the effervescent, the gorgeous Zama Kanyile. Hey, friend. Hi, Vumbo. <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. I know you very well, but I think I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to do a rapid fire round of questions. Okay. Just answer whatever comes first. All right. Bush or beach? Beach. Apple or Android? Apple now. <laughs> Seven colors on a Sunday or a braai? Braai. Movies or Netflix? Netflix. Wine or beer? Wine, definitely. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Dinner, dead or alive, who is coming and what are you serving? Sure. Probably my two late grands. What am I serving? I don't know. Meat. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with meat and some veggies on the side, a simple meal. Talking about life and what it is to be a woman. I would love that conversation. So you're very, very passionate about empowering women. And your journey from having been an accountant to where you are now. Tell me a little bit about it. Where did you grow up? How did Zama become Zama? Okay. So Zama is originally from Umlazi in section, even though I was born at another section, long story. But Umlazi girl through and through moved to Joburg when I was starting high school. Um, came to this big, you know, city, big bright lights. But what it did for me is it really opened up my eyes to the possibilities and the opportunities that existed for black people. Um, so I think that's where really my ambition was injected in my soul or ignited is when one switched and moved from Guazulu-Natal to Gauteng. Um, the choice to become an accountant, that was quite an accidental choice, even though the seed had been planted as a child, as a teenager, I thought, OK, I'm just going to do marketing. I'm going to do a BCom law because I think I like arguing and putting through <laughs> a case, but let's do it in business. And I hadn't done accounting in high school and I was doing a bridging course at Arau and I thought, OK, um, and the bridging course was accounting based so that I could actually do a BCom. And I thought, you know, I'd just pursue this thing, see how far it goes. If you don't make it, you can always switch back and go back to what you wanted to do. But the accounting bug bit me and the rest is history. <laughs> and our theme for today is how do you as a young person navigate your path within corporate? It's often very intimidating. It's structures that you aren't accustomed to, authority, um, your dreams for yourself. It's, it's a very, very difficult path to pioneer. So tell me about that for you. 
Well, it's an interesting journey, as you've said. When you're brought up in the township as a Zulu girl, you're taught to be obedient, to respect elders, to not look them in the eye and so forth. So you have to abandon all those things that you've learned um, in your life about what it means to be res- respectful and try and redefine your role in society. But one of the lessons that I learned very early on in my career was that you can be um, excellent, but if people don't know how excellent you are, they'll never pick you for opportunities. So you need to learn to strike a balance without being um, overly full of yourself, but to be able to sell who you are, what you're about and what you're capable of and what you have achieved. And I think for me, that's some of the, the, the lessons that have gone into bringing me here and also the ability to build meaningful networks around yourself and people that you admire to making sure that you do actively create proximity to those people people so that you can learn um, from their lessons and they can share some of their um, pearls of wisdom and how they made it through and managed to navigate. Yeah, that's a very... That's very, very key, I think, being able to create those networks, selling yourself effectively while still remaining authentically who you are as you define yourself in an ever-changing landscape. So you now find yourself in the space where you're qualified CA. What happens then? Yeah, it's the first time you're really asking yourself a question that you are the only person that can answer when you sign up to be a CA. It's a seven-year roadmap that's determined for you. And, you know, your thing to do is just to make sure that you pass through the process. But maybe on the actual seven-year journey, I think what helped me get through it was my ability to um, have a vision of what I wanted. So as I was studying for my exams, I would always have that vision of me standing in front of that um, board that has all the marks and seeing my name with a pass next to it. And I'd actually then... um, put to practice some of the things that I learned reading a book, The Secret. And I didn't even know that I was um, 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 doing those practices that actually then uh, manifest into reality. So I think it's important to have a dream and a vision in the in the first place to believe in it. And then you do the steps, uh, uh, take the steps um, to get you there. But choosing what to do be beyond being a chartered accountant was a daunting task for me. It was actually a process of elimination. I was like, I've done auditing. I can do finance or accounting because you're working with the accounting functions in different organizations. I'm not too excited about tags. However, I've always been intrigued by this finance world, you know, um, discounted cash flows, IRRs and all that stuff. It really sounded exciting on paper and I'd never seen a practical um, implementation of that. So I shared my plans with um, people who knew other people and they mentioned this fantastic um, program at the IDC that actually trains people to become deal makers. After that, you're seasoned, you can take any business proposition, break it apart and make a sound decision as to whether to invest and if you're going to invest, how are you going to invest? So um, it was a process of elimination, but um, I really then had to tap into what did I enjoy in terms of what I'd been exposed through um, to um, during my four years of study. You touched on visualization and um, you know, holding on to your vision and aiding it to manifest. And I'm a big fan of The Secret myself. Have, if looking back at Uzama Emlaz growing up, And if you were able to have the conversation with a girl who probably wasn't visualizing where you are now, what would that conversation look like? 
I would start by the, well, I'm also a bit of a spiritual person. So I'd say, listen, you, you, I'm sure you're grateful to God for all that God has done for you, but do believe that there is more in store and there isn't a limit to the amount of good that God can bestow upon you in life. And I would then say to Zama, Zama, the decisions you make now actually have an accumulative effect on where you'll land up in future. I was allowed, because of the background that I came from, my parents were happy that I just passed. You know, oh, well done. But um, there'd always be that teacher that says, oh, Zama can actually do so much better if she actually applied herself. And with our parents living the lives that they lived, the best that they could do was to take us to these good schools. And so I'd say, Zama, um, start early on in your life to practice excellence every day and make sure that you do your best in each and every opportunity. Um, so that is what I would say to Zama, that do believe um Quite funny enough, um, when I was studying at, um, I was doing probably standard one at H section, Izandile Primary School, and we'd walk to school because we'd had to take turns. Translation for millennials, that's grade three. Oh, yes, grade three. <laughs> I'm showing my age. So I'd walk to school and I'd walk to school a little bit late because we had to um, share classes. So the younger grades would come in first and then um, grade three nowadays would come in a little bit later because there weren't enough classrooms. But Every time that I'd walk to school, I would tell myself that, Zama, you're going to make it. You know, this education's going to lead you somewhere. I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was hyping myself up every day walking to school. And so I enjoyed school and I would then say to Zama, listen, what you're, this path that you're on is going to lead you somewhere. Make sure you just give it your best. I love that the power of self-talk and encouraging your own self, strengthening your own self. So I'm talking about that. So where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? I'd like to become more of a seasoned investment professional. Um, I love what I do in terms of um, making an impact in uh, people's lives. So you're empowering business people, you're creating jobs, you're growing the economy. So that really gives me a feel good um, 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 benefit um, from the work that I do as an investment professional. So I'd like to grow in that role. But I think for me is to constantly strive to have that balance between being successful and actually having significance and having a positive impact on others. In, in seeking that balance of significance and impact, um, what do you think keeps you up at night? Sure, there are a number of things that keep <laughs> me up at night. Um, so right now we're planning our annual fundraising gala dinner. And what keeps me up at night is the level of sponsorships that are coming in because that translates into bursaries um, for our ladies. And I want to see as many young black females pursuing their dream to become a chartered accountant. So top of mind, that's that. Um, secondly, it's the economy. Um, I'm actually worried for all the stats that we're seeing about, you know, the um, um, retraction in the GDP in the first quarter, the increase in unemployment uh, um, numbers, because we think that it happens externally somewhere far away, but there are actually so many examples around us of how people are suffering as a result of our current economic state. So I worry about what are we going to do as South Africans and owning our individual parts in making sure that people's lives are improved um, 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 overall? Uh, and so those are the things that really just um, worry me or 
keep me concerned about South Africa's future and what my place in it. You're constantly wearing different hats. So I'm curious to know, it is a Saturday morning. You have nothing on your schedule. What do you wake up and do? Wake up, have a glass of water, go and watch some TV and enjoy quiet time. I'm an extroverted introvert, I think that is. An ambivert? It's an ambivert. It's called so, an ambivert. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate those opportunities to just be with self, um, to reflect, just to like reboot and um, charge up my batteries. Probably a lazy Saturday indoors, just chilling, doing nothing. Um, only going to the kitchen to get something to eat and going back to the couch. What are you eating? Or are, <laughs> are you ordering in? Um, I, I love popcorn. So I can eat popcorn every single day with a big um, glass of Oros. <laughs> Free advertising. Cold Oros. <laughs> Extra cold with lots of ice. But I'm a social being, but I think I enjoy also just being with myself. Yeah. Well, it will be a mess of us to have an investment uh, professional in the building. And with NetBank bringing us these conversations, without me asking this pertinent question, Zama, what is money to you? How do you see it? How do you spend it? Do you save it? How do you play with money? Money is currency. Um, money is a means to something. Um, it is not a measure of anything. And so you should see money in that way. It's, there's an inflow and an outflow. And you must just be mindful that you are creating something for yourself for the next generation uh, um, as you um, get that money. But I certainly feel like money is fluid. At the end of the day, um, it's fluid. What is your guilty pleasure in spending money? She's a fabulous dresser, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not going to be surprised if it's shoes and handbags. Yeah, you're on the mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's shoes and handbags, but I think I've overdone the shoes now. Um, so I think, yeah, the next guilty pleasure will probably be a nice bag. Nice bag. <laughs> Happy days. Um, I'm curious to know as well, Zama, when you found out about the Mail and Guardian, where were you and what, what did that mean to you? I was at work. <laughs> and so I got this email that had a lot of red writing in it. And I was like, what's going on? And I read it and I was so excited um, because um, some of the ladies that I work with through the AWCA had nominated me and had informed me of the nomination. And I thought, okay, I probably didn't make it and I wasn't expecting it. And here I am. can't remember which day it was, but it was a weekday. I was excited. I felt validated and I was looking forward to the opportunity. It's something that's always been on my radar and I've always admired some of the people that have been featured in the top 200. So it really was a big honor for me to be recognized and acknowledged for um, what I do. You mentioned the African Women Chartered Accountants. I'm interested to know, as the president, what are some of the challenges you're facing? What does that role mean to you? For me, it's about growing an organization um, that was already healthy when I found it. So I'm very 
conscious of making sure that I build on the strong foundation that existed um, before I took over. So I took over as president um, February last year, which was 2018. The organization has been in existence um, since 2002. Um, at that time, you had about 407 um, African Indian colored females um, being trusted accountants out of 20-something thousand um, population. Today, as we stand, that number is looking much better. You know, you've got about... Um, just under 6,000 um, being African, Indian and colored uh, um, 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 females in the profession. So um, for me, seeing that change and growing that number is important, but more so um, growing the quality of the type of chartered accountants that we churn out. So whereas we started off as an organization focused on providing bursaries and mentorship, we've branched off to grow with the CA through their leadership journey. And should they choose to go into entrepreneurship, we now have, you know, um, programs that support their growth and create a network or sisterhood um, that they can tap into in terms of um, getting access to markets, access to finance and so forth. So for me, it's to continue to tailor for the growing um, um, MCA. Happy days. You've got a number of young people listening to us who are saying, what you're saying really resonates with me, but I don't even know where to start. So, Zama, if you could share some pearls of wisdom, some nuggets from your experience with them, what would they be? Well, it depends on the crowd um, that I'm talking to or the person that's listening on the other side. But if it's someone in high school, um, make sure you make the right choices. Life is very long and some of the things that flow after high school are a direct consequence of your choices at this particular point in time. Um, and if you're outside of the, uh, um, of school, then is to soldier on during those tough university years. It is tough, but you're not the first person to walk the journey. So the fact that people have gone through it means it's possible and equally so you can make it. If it's someone working, I would say make sure you carve out a niche for yourself in the world and make sure you leave your indelible mark, um, be it at work, be it in your social networks. Uh, I have a few um, taglines that I like and one of them is you must be able to um, endure short-term pain for long-term gain. I also say um, opportunities often come dressed as challenges, so don't be afraid to pull up your, um, your, your sleeves and actually do the hard work. And what I say in my AWCA circles, which um, is a message that I think uh, resonated with me when I started working, is it's not what you know. You know, it's not all about what you know. At some point in time, it becomes who you know. So make sure that you network. But over and above that, it becomes about what do those people know about you? So it's about how you position yourself in your interactions with people so that you have positive brand equity so that if people mention your name, Vu, Mi, Ozama, there's a positive association um, attached to that because ultimately as you climb up the ladder or you grow as an entrepreneur, most of your good of your successes will come from the goodwill that you've built. So if you actively work towards that, then I think you're halfway there. I love that. It's not just about what you know. It's about who you know and what they know about you. Exactly. Perfect words to end off with. Thank you so much, Zama. Thank you, Vum Vum. For more info and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.co.za.